When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. I'm sure when the executives at ESPN made certain that they would keep a woman in this time slot, Joe, they thought she can bring a female perspective like Sarah Spain before me, right, to things. And that was exactly what they had in mind. I imagine our bosses when they hired me, right? Someone had to comment on that child (laughs) making that popcorn mess and the father taking to Twitter and the chaos that ensued. We both know I couldn't do it, right? (laughs) What am I going to say about that? I am not equipped to make that comment. I would be canceled. Not looking to be canceled just yet, so you did an excellent job. Thank you. Uh, Not just yet. Aaron Rodgers, he is not canceled either. In fact, he is a New York Jet. And we now know what Rodgers looks like in Jets garb. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio to listen to us. It is that simple. So Aaron Rodgers had his introductory press conference today as a member of the New York Jets. And he is the content machine that keeps on giving to us, Joe. He's going to do it even in New York. I thought it was funny because he dodged a couple questions about his future. People at this introductory press conference, reporters were already asking him if he's going to play football after this year. Like, how long-term of a relationship is this going to be? Which I thought was funny, and that's what happens now because we're all in Aaron Rodgers' world and we're all accustomed to the Aaron Rodgers experience. At first, he gave the cupcake, I'm just focused on this season answer, which I thought that's great for us content-wise because the Aaron Rodgers watch lives on forever. He then did go on to say he doesn't expect this to be a one-and-done type scenario. But the overall all takeaway from Aaron Rodgers speaking today with the New York Jets is that us talking about Aaron Rodgers on Joe and Amber that ain't going anywhere anytime soon and I'm not talking about what he does on the football field I'm talking about everything he says it was one of the most ridiculous comments ever made on this show two days ago when it was announced that the trade was official You and James and everyone with the whole, I guess this is it. This is the end of Rogers. Watch Rogers. Watch. Now pay attention. Joe and Amber. Aaron Rogers. Watch. Ever. It won't end ever. And you can try to rattle me with that, but I'm just getting so damn used to it because it's not going anywhere and it's it's good content. And How do you want to slice it? I mean, there's two ways to look at it. There's one with the, do we want to overblow and micromanage everything that possibly happened in this press conference? The one parallel I'm going to draw between him and Brady is that when Brady went to Tampa, Brady signed a three-year deal. Brady was committed to everything. He was coming in. He was looking to win. I watched Rodgers immediately. It's like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last year. It's, It's a very different situation. We always try to compare the two. They're two elite quarterbacks, Super Bowl winners, MVPs. They're both going to different teams late in their storied careers. The way Brady did it, it just felt far more organized, planned. It felt like he had a measure of control over it. He went, he got the team in line, 
they win a Super Bowl. With Rodgers, it's like he was kind of going to retire. Then he comes out of the darkness retreat and finds out Green Bay doesn't want him. And, like, they couldn't get in touch with him. He tried to contact them. Then suddenly he's all in on the Jets. Then it takes 40 days to get the deal finalized. Now he's a Jet and he's not the savior. And you're just watching this and you're looking at the parallels between him and Brady and you're thinking to yourself, man, I, it's tough to follow Brady because Brady really laid a great footprint and you are not following that footprint or blueprint, I guess I should say. But also the Jets did get a hell of a lot better than they were prior to acquiring Aaron Rodgers. That's a certainty. Right. Well, at least we we certainly think so. And Aaron Rodgers is not even Aaron. Like, even if he's worse than last season, Aaron Rodgers, you could still make an argument uh, that he's a huge upgrade from Zach Wilson. So I would imagine that the Jets fan is fine with putting up with all the antics and waiting the 40 days because in the end they get their guy, but also in the end they get the guy that's going to say the things. And you alluded to a couple of the gems that came out of this press conference. My favorite one is the one I want to start with here. It's Aaron Rodgers. He was asked about the conflicting accounts between him and Green Bay about who was trying to get in touch with who? And they said that they were trying to get in touch with him for weeks on end and that he wasn't answering any of their calls and he was denying that. Well, here is Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets quarterback, explaining what maybe the issue was with his cell service. People that know me, I'm fortunate to live in a beautiful house. The only downside is I have very limited cell service. So if you want to get a hold of me, I have to see your face. You got to FaceTime me. So the only response to, to the communication thing is there's, you know, records in your phone about who called you, when, FaceTime. And there wasn't any specific FaceTimes from any of those numbers that I was looking at. That's neither here nor there because we're now we're in this position. Obviously, that's somehow, you know, what the direction they wanted to go as far as they couldn't the story they couldn't get a hold of me which led for this to to be the case my point was if if there was a change that wanted to be made why wasn't that told to me early in the off season now obviously my future was undecided at that time i didn't know if i wanted to keep playing i wanted to go into my darkness retreat and and sit with it and contemplate but when i came out it was evident that uh, it was uh, retire or move on to a new team there's a lot to unpack there in that soundbite alone, so Joe. Much. I want ridiculous. to start with this, though. Aaron Rodgers and I am pretty sure, because I've been a little hard on him over the last couple of years, we're probably not ever going to be friends anyways, but now I'm certain that me and Aaron Rodgers are never going to be friends because I can only talk to him if I'm going to FaceTime him. That's so annoying. What is that about? I First of all, you can't lay out all those issues and and all that drama and then at the end go that's neither here nor there that's what you start with when someone's like what happened with you and the Packers that's neither here nor there we're talking about the Jets and it's like okay he doesn't want to talk about it he's past it when they ask what happened with the Packers and you get a whole diatribe on your your cell lack of cell communication people have to FaceTime you can check the call logs and then he concludes (laughs) it with that's neither here nor there no 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 that's very much here and now very much here and now because you made it here and now how 500 years ago we did not have a consensus opinion as to the shape of the planet. Now, some would say now we don't have a consensus opinion to the shape of the planet, but I think we have more people leaning in the direction that this is, in fact, a, a sphere than it is a cube or a square. Now, with that in mind, we've come 500 years. We can communicate pretty much with anyone on the planet instantaneously. The technology exists. And this guy is telling me that he's in California and... <laughs> A high-level franchise in the NFL is a you know couple thousand miles away in Wisconsin, and they couldn't figure out how to get on the phone together. 
That's what they lead me to believe. You're a four-time MVP. You couldn't figure it out? His cell service is spotty, which, I mean, just what a load. Because it's it's conceivable that Aaron Rodgers has a fancy house that's far out and doesn't get great cell reception. It's a bit inconceivable to me that he wouldn't be able to remedy that problem in other ways. And, oh, by the way, the reason FaceTime works is because I'm assuming he's alluding to the fact that he has Wi-Fi. You could also make phone calls on Wi-Fi if you are in your house. You can have cell phone boosters around your house. There's all (laughs) sorts of ways to obviate the issue and allow the Green Bay Packers to get in touch with you if they're trying to get in touch with you. It's just the craziest explanation I've ever heard, and it tickles me inside because it's just so Aaron Rodgers. And isn't isn't this the house? Is the house he's referring to? Isn't this Malibu? Am I wrong? Is this the Malibu house? Probably. I just assumed. I haven't. I don't know. He's not the only one who lives in Malibu. Right. And those people have money. And I refuse to believe all of those people just can't make phone calls. Could you imagine that? The wealthiest people in the country all living next to each other. Everyone running around outside, sticking their phone up in the air. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Like, how stupid would that look? Just well, incredible. and again, there's I ways to it. remedy it inside your own house. Like, even if you live somewhere where you get a significant lack of service when you walk outside the home, there's way, there's things Zoom, you can do. Skype, has, a landline. Course, which is why you can FaceTime. And by the way, you can FaceTime audio so you don't actually have to see one another. He said in that bite, you have to see my face. It's all very <laughs> odd. So now apparently we know why. He's no longer a Green Bay Packer. It was all because... They just didn't FaceTime him. That's the long and the short of it. We are going to continue to get to the gems that came out of this Aaron Rodgers introductory press conference with the Jets throughout the show. I'm surprised, Joe, you haven't said anything about my outfit today. Uh, but the Miami, the Miami Heat thing, is that what you're referring to? I, well, okay, yeah, let me yes, say this. I'm wearing a Miami Heat jersey and a Miami Heat hat. So, yes, I'm referring to the Miami Heat things. Yeah. I, I will say that the Heat fandom has... Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. What I will say is you do look very nice. I'm glad to see you're ready to go for tonight. You should be in good spirits. That's why we do this for a living. You're up 3-1. to one. This is a huge game for you tonight. You're a 12-point dog, but that's not going to stop you from competing tonight. So we may have some pizza monies coming up on that game as well. So we will be giving you some pizza monies throughout the show on the NBA playoffs, talking about that action, talking about all things NBA playoffs. Coming up next, four NBA games on the docket tonight. We're going to look ahead at the Lakers trying to close out against the Grizz. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You want to join the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Several of you already have. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have been reacting to Aaron Rodgers' introductory press conference as a New York Jet. I will get to your phone calls in seconds. Also, we're going to look ahead to the NBA games tonight, but First, Joe's got some betting advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Not a great night last night. One in three minus 2.5 units. Overall for the show, 94 and 82 plus 18.99 units. Double banger here. We're going to play the Minnesota, or excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half for the game. We're going to play them minus two and a half in the first half as well. I think they jump all over the Lakers tonight and they go on to cover the spread. You have to remember something. Memphis, so much better playing at home than they are on the road. During the regular season, more home wins than anyone in the NBA. On the road, 16 wins, the same as the Washington Wizards. At home, number one in the NBA in point differential. On the road, 20th in the NBA in point differential. Go back to game one. Memphis was at home. They were a five-point favorite. Now they're only laying four, four and a half tonight in a do-or-die situation. I think there's a little bit of value there. On top of that, in the two home games, they outscored the Lakers in the first half by 14 and 15 points, respectively. First two pizza monies of the night. Memphis minus four and a half over the Lakers, as well as Memphis minus two and a half in the first half over the Lakers. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official. The trade that we've been waiting for finally has been agreed to. Aaron Rodgers is being sent to the Jets, and the Jets have a quarterback, and the Packers have extra draft capital. So we are reacting to Aaron Rodgers. We have heard from him as a member of the New York Jets. We will also keep you updated on NBA postseason action right now. Knicks, Cavs. Knicks are up on the Cavs 21-14 to in Game 5. That game still in the first quarter. Lakers-Grizz, uh, that Joe was just giving you some advice about. That game tips off at 7.30 tonight. And don't worry, I'll... I'll get to my heat later in the show. But first, I'm going to get to your phone calls. Triple H, say ESPN. Adam is in Texas. Hey, Adam, thanks for calling. Joe and Amber, what do you have for us? Hey, how's it? Uh, I'm doing good. So what doesn't make sense to me is Aaron Rodgers says that he has bad cell service, correct? And he says that he can accept FaceTime calls, but not actual phone calls. Right. Yes. I think the insinuation there is that he has Wi-Fi because you can FaceTime through your internet. Of course, there is such a thing as FaceTime audio, which is the same darn thing as a phone call where you don't actually have to then see each other's faces. Normally, you can actually call through Wi-Fi. You can have cell phone boosters as well to boost the signal inside your home. And I'm sure there's all sorts of other fancy things that super loadedly rich people can do like Aaron Rodgers. Let's be real. (laughs) I mean... To be fair, when you come across a famous athlete or a celebrity, 
one of the most appealing things to hear that they can pull off is a back entrance in and out at the DMV. Like, I didn't even realize that existed. But then one day I remember I was talking to Javier Lopez, the left-handed reliever for the San Francisco Giants, and he did a weekly with us in San Francisco. And at one point we asked him, you know, just how you doing? And he was like, oh, I had to go to the DMV today. And everyone starts groaning like, oh, so sorry to hear that. He goes, no, it's not that bad. You go in the back, you sign some autographs, you take some pictures, you're in and out in 10 minutes. He's like, wait, what? He goes, well, yeah, I mean, I play for the Giants. We won three World Series here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why that never crossed my mind. I mean, I've never wanted to be a celebrity in my life until this moment. Like that seems like, I mean, the private jets also seem super cool. And there's some other nice perks in there, but really not having to wait in line at the DMV. That might be the best perk about being famous. Fantastic. It really is. So I found that. Stephen A. Smith gets that. Close personal friend? Yeah, of course he. Yeah, of course he does. I don't even need to reach out and hit him with on his own Greedy. personal cell to ask that question. And <laughs> you know, he would he would not give me the Aaron Rodgers Malibu treatment. I, I can say that. I can say that. He'd just ghost me and pretend like he I don't even think he has the number saved, to be completely honest with you. But there is a text thread. It's mostly all just so blue. Not a whole lot of responses in the gray. But every, that's neither here nor thou. There to quote Aaron Rodgers. Every time every time you text him, you you text him, Hey, this is Joe Fortenbaugh. I you, you know what? Maybe uh-huh. we'll open up. Maybe we'll open That's it up later. That's how you know we'll you're not close personal friends. Is when every single time you text somebody, you have this to say who you are in case they deleted your thread. Let's get yeah. to some more of your calls. Triple H, say ESPN. Ross, Ross is in Long Beach. Hey, Ross, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, afternoon, Amber Joe. Hey, you know, I, Malibu's home. I grew up there. Um, deliver service up there has always, always been horrendous. It depends what part of town you're in. You need this company for your phone to work. This part of town, you need this service. This Another part of town, you need another service. Now, that being said, there is Wi-Fi calling, and there are landlines still. Um, some of the places in the canyon, believe it or not, well, I know of people that since the Woolsey fire don't even have building permits yet to rebuild from the fire that took place that long ago. And a lot of those areas up in the canyons, they have not replaced a lot of the infrastructure there, like when it comes to the phones and, and when it comes to the cell sites. But, you know, like I said, there's I learned about Wi-Fi calling because I use that a lot there. And I say there is like our landlines. So I just wanted to put that out there and give you that tidbit of information. You had me until the landline thing. But there is Wi-Fi calling. And... I would imagine that there's other means here for Aaron Rodgers. Now, it's a good point that the fires in Malibu took out a lot of the cell towers and that they haven't fully replaced them. And I do know from having been to Malibu multiple times myself, I mean, especially here if you're up go. there in the mountains or the can. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, or if you're driving out a lot the PCH, of different ways, it's you a can different scenario, scenario than if you're in the. <laughs> the point is, I can understand that cell, cell service could be an issue in certain parts of Malibu. I just don't believe it inside Aaron Rodgers' house. I just, what I'm I just wondering don't. is how, and this is classic sports talk radio, how we got to the point where we are now taking calls to discuss the cell service <laughs> in Malibu, California, and whether or not this situation with Rodgers is more on the Packers or Rodgers. I mean, circling all the way back on it, the fact that Rodgers is still speaking about his ex like that, like trying to get the information out there, like, I mean, mm-hmm. they say they call, but I, I, we can check she the phone me, records, but, yeah, check I don't the have phone any logs. Calls from her. It's, it's one of those, I mean, you'd almost think that you'd be going through mentally in your head 
when you show up and do these interviews and these press conferences that you're just going to compliment the organization. You're not going to say this stuff because no one wants to look like they lost the breakup. Like right now, if you just took all the information and the commentary from the Green Bay side of the equation and the Rodgers side of the equation, who would you say won the breakup? I guess Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers is sort of desperately making himself seem like the person who was dumped, right? Like he wants right. to be, it, it's weird that he wants that, that he wants us all to know that he was in fact, he's the victim here. That, and that's the thing I can't get over is, is the fact that he's locking into that, the way in which. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NBA action tonight, as you've been hearing in the Sports Center updates. Knicks and Cavs right now in action. 31-26 advantage Knicks. Lakers and Grizz also tipping off right now. Heat Bucks. Go Heat. Uh, later tonight, 9.30 p.m. tip off. <laughs> Warriors, Kings, 10 p.m. tip off. Joe and Amber's taking you up until 9.30 p.m. tonight. You get a little bonus extra 30 minutes of Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Kings host the Warriors presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. So let's talk about that Kings Warriors series. And for some help on that, we bring in ESPN NBA analyst PJ Carlissimo, who is on the call tonight for Kings Warriors. And PJ, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start with De'Aaron Fox. He's hoping to play tonight. He says 99% chance. I don't think it's official, but that sounds pretty darn official. He's got a broken finger. His index finger on his shooting hand he played through it in game four and stayed in the game but I know once the swelling and pain settles into an injury things can seem different what are realistic expectations for him tonight do you think well Amber it's a it's a tough question without seeing him play we I watched I mean I watched the actual play where we think the injury occurred I mean Jordan Poole kind of swiped across with his hand. It really didn't look, it's easy for me to say, didn't look like a lot of contact, but you could see right after the play as he kind of turned the corner and came back in bounds, uh, De'Aaron was holding that left hand and, you know, specifically holding that, that one finger. Um, I, I'll tell you, it's hard for me to imagine, even if they, you know, put some numbing in there. Uh, I can see him dribbling. I can even see him shooting a little bit, to be honest with you. Catching the ball is not going to be easy. Rebounding is not going to be easy. You know, it's those those ones where the ball's traveling a lot of place. I don't think dribbling's the easiest thing, but you can kind of, you know, cup the hand a little bit. I don't know if they're going to tape two fingers together or what, but I'm, I'm going to be anxious to watch him 
in the first quarter if he does start, how he's catching the ball, how he's rebounding the ball. Obviously, how he shoots it is going to be enormous and dribbling the ball, but I, I actually think he might be better dribbling and shooting uh, that he's going to be rebounding or catching if the ball's traveling a bigger distance and, you know, it's not as predictable what it, you know, what it's going to be like. Um, and that's, you know, a major impact. Uh, deciding, not necessarily because Malik Monk has played really well. Davion Mitchell has played well. They're not going to make up for uh, what De'Aaron's been doing in terms of his points. But if you look at it, there there's three other guys that have really, by their regular season standards, come up short to this point for Sacramento. DeMontis Sabonis is not putting up the numbers that he did in the regular season, uh, scoring or passing the assists. And Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes are just not shooting the ball well at all, especially from three where they both shot it 40-plus in the regular season. Uh, And even Keegan Murray, great news for Sacramento fans. He played so well for the first time in game four. But there's, you know, there's, two or three guys that have not given them very much that they can step up and do something. It's not like Malik Monk's got to get in there if he's playing in place of De'Aaron and score 50 points and get 20 assists. I think Malik Monk plays the way he's been playing, and those other guys step up, particularly given that they're playing at home where they've played so well and where the Warriors have played so poorly on the road the entire season. I don't think it's a no-brainer that – you know, if, if that injury really impacts De'Aaron, it, it means they have no chance to win. What's the deal, in your opinion, with Golden State's struggles on the road? We saw it during the regular season. They just had a heck of a time trying to grind out wins. The defense went to heck at every turn. They got to the playoffs. The thought process would be, all right, maybe they flipped the switch, but they're 0-2 on the road. And they played tight, but P.J., they, they still didn't play very good defense in those two games. Joe, I think two things. I think, one, everybody forgets how good Golden State's defense was last year. And everybody always talks, as you should, you talk about the Splash Brothers, you talk about their passing, the fact they've led the league in assists seven of the last nine years. It's beautiful offense to watch. You don't give them credit for how good they were. They were no worse than third. A big argument whether they were the second or third best defensive team in the league last year, home and away. This year, they are, it's mind-boggling, and I'm sure, obviously, they would have fixed it already. They, they say the right things, but the number, they gave up 100 more threes on the road. Now, 41 games, but still, 100 more threes. The numbers are so much worse, field goal percentage and three-point percentage. The points they give up a game, almost 11 more points a game. It makes no sense whatsoever. They have a veteran team. Yeah, there's a couple guys playing that didn't play, and then there's, there's maybe a guy or two they're missing. But, no, it makes no sense whatsoever. And it looked like toward the end of the regular season, I, I forget what it was, they won three or four in a row on the road, and it looked like they finally maybe had, you know, started to solve some of the problems. This is not a good team to figure out whether you solved your problems. It's the best offensive team in the league, the Sacramento Kings. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tough assignment for them all of a sudden to say, all right, we fixed our defensive problems. We're going to shut these guys down in golden one that's not going to happen but they need a play uh, i don't know what quantitatively the number let's just say significantly better than they played in games one and games two because they didn't show really much evidence at all in either of those games that they had had solved any of their defensive problems and it it makes no sense 
It's a veteran team, a team that what's won four of the last eight uh, championships. They've won on the road in every series they've played for what twenty-seven in a row, however many years that is. So um, none of it makes sense. They've been aware. It's not like this was a problem that cropped up late in the year. This was a problem five games in. You know, they were saying we're not playing well on the road. We're playing well at home. So they've been trying to solve it the whole year. And other than some injuries, you know, and some matchups, every once in a while you catch, you know, the wrong team on the end of a trip or you're missing your your best guy or something like that. You throw away those four or five games. It's been a problem for them from day one, and it's still a problem. The Warriors up to this point, including the playoffs, are 10-33 and 33 on the road this season. That is ugly. ESPN NBA analyst P.J. Carlissimo joining us here on Joe and Amber. So you keep mentioning there how the Warriors need to figure things out defensively. Draymond Green normally goes a long way to help them do that. Suspended for Game 3. He comes off the bench in Game 4, P.J., at least for the first half of the game. Do you expect them to implement a similar sort of strategy here with Draymond? That's a tough one. I, I, I think they may. I mean, obviously, he started Draymond in the second half. Steve said post game the main reason he did that was De'Aaron Fox just had his way in the first half. It wasn't all against Andrew Wiggins. De'Aaron gets so much in transition, like it's not even you know necessarily a play call. He just comes busting down the floor, and they set a lot of drag screens for him where Sabonis comes over and sets a screen, and before you know it, He's forced to switch. He's got a big guy on him. He's dribbling in the lane, or he, he's taking those step-back threes. So it wasn't just that he torched Andrew Wiggins in the first half, but they clearly did not have him anything remotely under control. So they wanted to look at how's it look with Draymond. Third quarter, Draymond made a big difference. De'Aaron went one for six, and you know it was obviously a good move, switching the matchup again. It wasn't like Draymond was on him every play either, to be honest with you. But still, I mean, I charted all 31 of his shots and the, the four times he got to the free throw line, and it was a whole slew of guys. He, I mean, he actually, for the game, got 11 points off uh, Andrew Wiggins and uh, 10 off Draymond. It was that close. And, and you know, they both stopped him at times. Wiggins had a couple of big blocks in the fourth quarter on him. But um, he's a nightmare. If, if Aaron Fox were 100%, it would still be a major problem. I, I, I think uh, it's I, he likes Steve likes the offense better when one of Draymond or Kevon Looney are sitting because when the two of them are on the floor, people help off him as well as Draymond played, and he really impacted the game. He was three for fourteen on offense. I mean that that's terrible, and most of them were layups. So it wasn't like it was you know the Draymond Green show and everything he did was perfect. Uh, he passed the ball really well. He had seven assists. He certainly impacted the game in a major way defensively, but he struggled big time offensively. So I, I still think Steve will like the offense with Draymond coming off the bench. Maybe he starts, and particularly the fact that De'Aaron's probably subpar, you know, maybe that argues let, let Wig have him in the beginning again and see how it goes. If De'Aaron looks like he's okay, he can now he can make that move and put uh, – you know, go to the bench and put Draymond on him. So I guess he's going to start the way he did the other day, which probably means you could bet all your money that he won't since I feel that way. But um, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see. Well, we will see how it plays out tonight. Again, Warriors-Kings, 10 p.m. tip-off from Sacramento. P.J. Carlissimo is on the call. P.J., thanks so much. All right, Amber, great being with you. Joe, have a good one. P.J., we appreciate it.
Great matchup so, tonight. Great matchup. You had the game right around to pick him. When it looked like Fox might be out, the Warriors jumped up to a four-point favorite. Now Fox says he's going to try to go. It dips all the way down to about one. Now it's Golden State minus two. Can the Warriors get it done on the road? Can De'Aaron Fox be an effective score with the finger injury? 31 points per game, 45% shooting this playoff series. They're going to need him in a big way if they want to have a chance to win. The Kings cannot let that series go back to San Francisco and try to win it in that environment, right? This is a tied series right now at 2-2. It feels like to me that Sacramento really needs this game at home and that De'Aaron Fox injury. I think a lot uh, is is resting on that and how he ends up being able to shoot with what's supposed to be a pad on that index finger on his shooting hand that he broke in game four. Right now, the Knicks and Cavs underway. The Knicks look like they're on their way to eliminate the Cavs, leading that series three to one. Knicks up on the Cavs, 42 to 33. Still a lot of time left, though. Only the second quarter in that game. We will continue to keep you updated on all things NBA. Also, the Panthers are up one nothing on the Bruins in the first. The Bruins lead that series three games to one the Grizz up early on the Lakers nine to four in the first coming up next here on ESPN radio what's next for Kawhi Leonard we will get into that ESPN radio is also on the ESPN app Joe and Amber the podcast thoughts on Nickelback Joe Fortenbaugh A lot of hatred towards them. It seems like a lot of people like to make jokes, but I know so little about music. Who am I to mock anybody? So if you like them, good for you. They seem quite popular and they seem like they've made a lot of money. So how do you knock that? They certainly used to be. James, I feel like you want to jump in. Yeah, I'm like, this is your wheelhouse. I think they get way too much. I think they get way too too much hate. Uh, They're a great live band. They're a little a little poppy sometimes like you know they they write to write hits which, which i mean what, how can what, you blame what them what is I wrong guess. with that I, but, I hate the concept with music that like if you actually have popular songs and all of a sudden you sell out <laughs> like are, are every human on earth would do that to, right like musicians are supposed to not make money I think, <laughs> like that's the goal that's why people go into that as a profession i think that i think that uh i think there's a difference between uh writing to write music that's going to get played on the radio all the time and just writing good music i think there's like a difference there i guess there's and, a difference in terms of art but like art that isn't actually enjoyed by anybody or recognized by anybody like i don't understand why that holds more value in the minds of people than art that is distributed to the masses right it's a fine I mean, line I think I, I I get it like I, I see both sides but yeah I, I think they get probably way too much hate they get way too much hate it's just cool to hate on Nickelback for absolutely no it reason. is cool to hate on photograph them, for sure. was a banger you can't convince me otherwise Lots. and that's the song that everybody makes fun of the most when it comes to Nickelback it's just you know I'm literally out of commentary I used up all my commentary all right. and knowledge How about on this we just subject move on? In, my, in my first sentence who would have thought that day would ever come <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Out of you, Nick Cardi. We never thought I that I didn't realize day would mics come. were open for everyone tonight. I didn't realize it's open mic night here on Joe and Amber. Only when Everybody Nick come has on up, two drink minimum, help yourselves. Excellent contributions to the show from our board op, Nick Cardi. Let's go ahead and sound on, sound off. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. The Athletic reported today 
that Kawhi Leonard has a torn meniscus in his knee. What's next for Kawhi after yet another major injury to his knee? Here is Joe's close personal friend, Stephen A. Smith. Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. I'm done. He needs to go home, okay? So I'm not in any way questioning the legitimacy of Kawhi Leonard's injury. A matter of fact, I'm fully embracing it. I've heard very, very alarming stories about his health. You see people talking about he's walking around or limping all the time. He is not a healthy individual. I'm not questioning his heart. I'm not questioning his courage. I'm not questioning any of that. The man's a two-time champion. He's a two-time MVP. He is the absolute worst superstar you could possibly have on your team. He's barely ever there. And on top of it all, he does nothing to market or promote your franchise. Absolutely, positively nothing. All right. Go ahead. You've already already joined the show to talk about Nickelback. I don't need to bring you in. That's probably my best contribution to the show uh, yet. All right, Joe. So Stephen A says it's time for Kawhi to retire. Do you uh, agree with him? How can I disagree with a close personal friend? Um, it's, it's hard to make that call. I see where he's coming from. It's hard to make that call not knowing the extent of the injury. Now, he's hearing something that the guy's always hurt. If you want, I mean, we just saw him at the beginning of this series playing really well. So I'd like to believe that given his age and what we just saw on the court, that hopefully he can work his way back out there and continue to play. Because when he's on the court, he's a delight to watch. He really is. That's what it is with a lot of the stars in the NBA. We love watching you. This isn't a popular take. As much fun as March Madness is as an event, the basketball kind of sucks at times. Teams go into 10-minute scoring lulls. They can't hit their free throws. They make a ton of mistakes. And I know it's college, and I know I should give them a benefit of the doubt, but part of the poetry and the art of the NBA is these guys and their ability to score and get to the rack and make plays. The problem is that we rarely get to see all these guys playing because they're always hurt or taking nights off. So I don't know. I hope he doesn't retire. I'll say that. I, I don't think you're going to try to convince him to retire because then what's your next plan, right? Like, well, what are you going to do? Right. He doesn't need to retire, but he also doesn't need to be the face of a franchise. I think that that is the point that we're at with Kawhi Leonard. He's an excellent basketball player when he's on the court. I don't find anything unreasonable, though, with Stephen A. Smith saying that he's a bad superstar. And I know Jay Will took issue with it. And I know several other people have demanded an apology from Stephen A. Smith for him saying that. Why can't it be both? That Kawhi Leonard has legitimate injuries and also that he's an air quotes bad superstar because he's not ever available. Because he doesn't have the durability to be available. And also because he load manages the heck out of the season during the regular season. And oh, by the way, that clearly does not work. So if load management means that Kawhi Leonard is also going to be injured for the Clippers every single postseason, then you might as well play him when he is available to play in the regular season. You're not saving yourself from anything or any or any sort of title because you're not winning one anyways. You might as well give the fans some more games. He's played something like 50% of his games since he became a Los Angeles Clipper. You feel bad for those fans. Kawhi Leonard is, again, an excellent basketball player when he's out there, but you can't rely on him. And if you're completely unreliable, you can't be the one. You can't be the face of a franchise. I'm also talking to Anthony Davis. I'm also talking to Zion Williamson. It's not just Kawhi that has this problem. Trey Young. 
he doesn't have that problem, at least not right now. If he keeps it in the court like he's been, maybe he will. But he came up huge in the final seconds of Game 5 in his series, hitting a three-pointer to beat the Seas. How concerned should we be about Boston's performance so far in these playoffs? Here is Jason Williams earlier on KJM. I would have thought they would have entered the playoffs with a lot more venom, Hmm. with a lot more passion, right? Setting the stage for what we're about to see, watching the way they finish out these games without DeJounte Murray playing, this series going back to Atlanta. It just, it makes me worry about their next round series against the Philadelphia 76ers. Amber, how worried are you about the Celtics after their game five loss to the Hawks? I mean, I'm not worried that they're going to end up losing to the Hawks, but man, Trey Young, I mean, he was him, right? Like that was that dude in that game. And I think we need to stop having the conversation about how the Hawks would be better off trading Trey Young. I think that's a ridiculous conversation. I think the C still get past Atlanta. Long term, you have to be worried. Not worried about Atlanta, but worried long term. Last year, they swept the Nets and then went seven against Milwaukee and seven against Miami, and they ran out of gas in the finals. You've got to limit the overall games if you want to win a championship. And now you're already stuck going at least six in the opening round. Not a good start for the Celtics. That's true. That's not the best strategy implemented by them. Jimmy Butler, one three away. One three away from an NBA Finals last season. We'll see how, get, how close he gets to eliminating the Bucks tonight. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. They're not going to let me talk about that series yet. But we're going to go back to Aaron Rodgers. He is the content gift that keeps on giving. This is ESPN Radio. I didn't realize it's open mic night here on Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber, the podcast.